This is what the Bible says. 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 6 through 12. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us. For we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us, says Paul. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. A man came up to me at Walgreen Drugstore one day and said, "A lady, would you give me some money to buy gasoline? This was a big, healthy-looking man. And he was a young man. And I said, no, I will not give you money to buy gasoline. You go out and get a job and work and earn the money. That's what the Bible says to do. And I left. I have many emails from men who say they are pastors, usually in foreign countries, and they ask me to give them money. I don't do that. You work and make your own money. Do what Paul did. He was a tent maker and supported himself. Some of these scriptures are not taught today, and you feel guilty if you don't give that money. First of all, if these are, so to speak, pastors on Internet, you don't know what they are. No telling. If they're in your own church group and they won't work, you'll know it. I have a cousin who is a deacon in a Baptist church. He won't keep a job and support his family. At least he wouldn't 20 years ago when I knew him. He came to me one time and he said, I don't want to do this, but my wife wants me to do this. I, I want to ask you if you could give us money. Now at that time, I looked at him. He, he was out of work again. He worked at things like carpet cleaning, and then he'd work a bit, then he'd quit. Then he'd work at some other job, and he'd quit. And he had a wife and three children. 
and his wife worked. But this man just wouldn't keep a job. So I got my checkbook. I think there was $6,000 in it at the time in my bank account. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. You can have all of my money. He looked shocked. And I said, here's how much money I have right now. He wouldn't take it. Now, hopefully that turned his life around. He was so ashamed that he would not take that money. Here he's trying to take money from me, me and my elderly mother. And he is a man who will not work and is a deacon in a Baptist church. Later, I heard that he and his wife divorced. But this ought not to be. I know what I did was of God, and it shamed him because he said, no, no, I don't want to do this. He said, I I really didn't want to come here and do this, but my wife kept after me to do it. A man that has no sense of responsibility and no shame, and I've seen many pastors like that, they have no shame. They're happy to take money from a woman who has an elderly mother that is living with her. From two women, they're taking money. That is extortion. And you will notice that Paul lists extortion in 1 Corinthians 5. Many ministers are extorters, making you feel guilty for not giving. So beware. I just shudder when I see those soup lines at the Catholic churches. I see those able-bodied men at the soup lines. Now, maybe some of them are okay, but an able-bodied man should work. Same thing with Salvation Army. Able-bodied men are commanded by the Bible to earn their own bread. Verse 11, once again, For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort you by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. This instructions in Second Thessalonians chapter three, verses six through twelve. Now I believe this pertains to men who will not work. There might be a woman with children that would be a different case. But to able bodied men who will not work, I've come across it twice in the church. One man at church, one of the churches I attended, he came to me and asked me if I would give him money to buy a new set of tires for his car. And I said, no, I won't. 
I can't do this. I referred him to 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 6 through 12. He was a Bible teacher at this church. Later, it turned out there were other sins he was committing by going to bars and picking up women and having sex with them. But he's teaching a Bible class. Things like this shouldn't be going on in the church. And I can pretty well assure you that God makes these things visible at church in the sense that somebody knows about it, but will not take proper action. But if we find out about these things at church that are against the Bible, we can't be around that person. We must depart from that person. Paul calls him a wicked person. 1 Corinthians 5.13 why is he wicked? Well, he knows the truth. He's, so to speak, a brother, a Christian. And he knows the truth of the scriptures. He knows it's a sin to be a drunkard. He knows fornication is a sin. He knows it's a sin not to work. And he would know it's a sin to try to get a woman to pay for his tires on his car. There's so much evil going on today inside the churches. But when I see something like this and establish that it is truly what that person is doing, I tell him about 1 Corinthians 5 and just say, I can't keep company with you anymore. Put him away from you. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5, Put such a one away for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.